I'm going to corner the market. I'm going to buy 50 to 100 copies of the same exact card, and nobody else will have any cards left on the market, so they're all going to be mine. I'm going to be able to charge whatever I want for that specific card. This video obviously is about buyouts. Are buyouts good for the game? Are they bad for the game? Do I recommend buyouts from an investment standpoint? Short answer is absolutely not. Buyouts are a speculation. You can't just simply buy out a card and expect that card to go up overnight. What you are doing is sinking money into that card in hopes that it will go up, like any investment, correct? But this is different. Because if you're buying 50 to 100 copies of a card, odds are you're spending a decent chunk of cash on the card. And when that card does go up, you make, you make good money. If the card doesn't ever go up, if the card just stays stagnant forever, then you have just lost a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of the assets that you could have put somewhere else to make a gradual growth. I'm a guy and I'm looking at returns and I'm saying, well, you could do it two ways. You can buy an older card, you can buy a graded card, you can buy a first edition card, or you can go the buyout method and try and corner the market. Well, here's the problem. Here's the problem with trying to corner the market. You'll buy out 50 copies of a card. Okay, there's no more on Troll and Toad. There's no more on TCG Player. There's no more on eBay. I have all the cards. They're all mine. I can charge whatever I want. A week from now, a month from now, whatever it may be, I'm the only guy that has these cards. I regulate the market. Newsflash. There are so many other players there are so many other collectors that's had this card that don't know its value has risen because someone just bought out a ton of them now thinking of this too you could buy out a bunch right and if you buy out a bunch of them you're spending you're overspending on those cards on the card's current value so let's say let's say a card is worth three dollars on the low let's say you buy all the three dollar ones you buy all the five dollar ones you buy all the six, eight, and you even go to $10, you know, because you say, I'll buy it for 10, I'll still own 65% of the market, and I will own so many of these, and I will charge down the line 15 to 20 per card. So you buy the one for 10, you buy the 50, you know, and you end up buying 50 to 100 of them. Sounds good on paper, right? Again, here's the problem. There's other dealers, there's other vendors, there's other collectors, there's other players, and we'll see, wow, you know, the lowest price on eBay, on TCG Player, is 15 to $20. You know what? This card was worth $4 two, three weeks ago. I'm going to put mine up for $4. Well, no, let's let's make a little money. I'm going to put mine up for 7 bucks and see if it sells. So they put it up for $7. It just sits there. And his brother puts it up for $7 because he didn't realize he all of a sudden had a great expensive card it's it's mind-boggling because this is more of an artificial scarcity meaning it's putting perspective into people's minds that wow all of a sudden now i have something let me try and capitalize on this i'm going to put it cheaper than the competition and when i do put it cheaper than the competition you the guy that bought 50 to 100 copies of them and overspent on the current value of that card at the time are now just trying to recoup your loss. Long story short here, if you're going to buy out something, you better make sure 
that it's got serious potential to spike and spike quickly um, by a large margin. You know, one example of this would be Thousand Eyes Restrict when it got unbanned. Still a horrible card, a great nostalgic card. It was going for, what, three, four, five bucks? All of a sudden, Retro Pack 2 Ultras were hitting like 40 to 50 a pop. Now, if you had stockpiled that card, even though it's a terrible card, you'd be making bank right now. Brain Control, a horrible card with the Errata. People still didn't use it, um, and it was still going up, you know, like crazy. Like Ultimate Rares were going for like $35. So if you had bought Ultimate Rares, purchased Ultimate Rares when they were, what were they, six, seven bucks when it was banned? Be making bank, right? That's the only opportunity where buyouts actually work. But if you are buying out a card to simply say, I own 65% of the market, I own 70% of the market, I own the entire market, you are totally wrong. You've got to realize there's a lot more people out there that collect, deal, play, trade, whatever it may be, than you. Just because for this one night, you have, you know the best price on the market, the next day, someone will say, wow, like me too, I'll say, wow, that went up, you know, let me, uh, let me just sell that now, and, uh, take my three to four times profit, 300% margin, I'll take it, and so that forces the price to go back down, that artificial scarcity, or the price that went way up, because someone were to buy out 50 to 100 copies of them, that's gonna go right back down, because the supply is simply, too much. It's overwhelming the demand of the card. And that's another thing, speaking of demand of the card. Buying out random cards, there has to be a demand in terms of you've got to think the collectability aspect will be good. You've got to think it could be a forbidden list. Um, you know, if it gets errated, if it gets off the forbidden list, then all of a sudden that will change the demand substantially. So you have to be wise when you are buying out these cards you can't just simply buy it out and say you know i'm gonna hold it i'm gonna see what happens i'm gonna buy 50 to 100 i'm gonna think i have the whole market it's no big deal keep in mind when you're putting that two three four hundred dollars in that buyout card you could be putting it towards something else an older collectible card a psa 9 lob card a chaos emperor dragon whatever it may be dark magician of chaos whatever it may be you're putting it into a high risk scenario and that's what buyouts are they're high risk usually don't work out too well on the average um, whereas you have something guaranteed kind of like a blue chip where you're gonna say okay I'm gonna buy this card it's not gonna skyrocket overnight but it's going to slowly but surely appreciate in value and there's no real risk of a high volatility that's another thing you with the game currently a lot of investing is speculating and speculating is basically like saying okay I'm gonna buy this now I'm gonna sell it in a month or sell it in three months from now at max no more than three months right whereas you could be making those margins slowly but surely guaranteed growth with older cards that you don't buy out and simply hope something happens buying out is a riskier proposition it can have its rewards for example I purchased, it had to be, I don't remember, a ton, a ton of Imperial Orders. When I saw that they were unbanned off the OCG, I said, you know what? They're two bucks a pop. Let me grab 20 of them, whatever it may be. It was just not even that much. And uh, eventually that day that it got unbanned, I sold them for, what, 15 a pop? I was making huge margins on that day. 
having said that, um, that's a whole lot of waiting, a whole lot of banking on something happening that is questionable. And, you know, if you didn't turn out, if Imperial Order stayed on the ban list for another two, three years, it's like, well, the opportunity cost, which is what I could have done with that money and time, I could have put that somewhere else. And I could have made more money some other card. Instead of buying out something, buying a ton of it, and thinking all of a sudden because I have all of it, you know, the supply is low on the market, which it really isn't because people will catch on again and try and undercut that price. It's a doggy dog world. You know, you can't just simply buy out a card and say, oh, you know, I own so much of it. No one's going to really undercut me. I I own the entire market. That is totally false. You, you will never earn the entire market on a buyout. If you want growth and steady growth, you're best off with the higher end, older stuff. If you're more riskier, you look, I'm not saying just go all old cards, but I'm also saying, just to keep in mind, it's important to diversify the investments. I know I said this, I'm in a whole video on this. So why not, instead of buying 100 copies of a card and praying it goes up, why not spend half the money on a older card that's a guaranteed blue chip investment, whatever it may be, half the money goes there, half the money goes to the riskier investments, the volatile investments in the current meta Yu-Gi-Oh game. That's all I have to say on this. Um, you know, the slow, steady growth is the best way to do it. It might not be the best way for people looking to make a quick buck, but how often do people really make quick bucks? Not often. I mean, I've done it. To say I haven't is crazy. To say I haven't speculated before is crazy. I've always speculated. Um, I've bought cards where I shouldn't have bought. I bought plenty of cards that I said, all right, it's going to go up in a month. It'll be up, and it hasn't ever gone up. But to say that buying out is a smart idea is just plain crazy. Buying out is the most risky uh, investment and the highest volatility that you can really have. It's putting all your money into one card. Uh, you can do that uh, on an older on an older card, but you'll have much better returns usually on that way. Every once in a while, you'll hit the July jackpot. Whew, yeah, I could hardly even speak here. Every once in a while, you'll hit the jackpot on a bought-out card. But overall, if you're looking to spend your money, try to diversify it. Don't go buying out cards thinking you own the entire market. Don't go buying out cards because uh, everyone else says to buy out cards. Buying out cards is definitely a risky proposition. Don't do it. Don't lock your money into something that just could go up, could go down, could stay stagnant, and you'll never know for years. You could have it and say, two years later, you know, I'm still waiting. It's going to go up. It's going to go up. Two years later, it'll be the same price, and you're still holding on to that hope the card will go up. Every once in a while, you need the liquidity which is the cash, the capital, you need the liquidity to use that money somewhere else where you could have made a way higher profit margin instead of sitting on 50 to 100 copies of one single card. It's asinine. It doesn't make sense. And I don't understand why people are so, so, you know, focused on buying out cards. It just doesn't make sense to me. That's my opinion on it. Go ahead and buy out cards, but make sure you have a backup plan with that. Make sure the money is disposable. Don't go saying, I have $200 for a month to spend. 
I'm going to spend it all on this one card. It just is not going to work. Statistically, it's not going to work. That's all I have for you guys. Uh, I've been meaning to do this video for a while. Hope it informed you. Um, feel free to disagree. You know, go in the comments and say, you know what? I totally disagree. Buying out is great. Um, yes, the game changes all the time. And yes, if you know the current game, you might be able to make some smart, speculative decisions in your investing. But you got to keep in mind, buying out a card just to buy it out because you think you'll own the market is just pure craziness. With that, Yu-Gi-Oh! Tube, it's been a while. Been a while with the face cam, but uh, I like it. And I think I'll have more of these to come. Alright, thanks guys.